0: Blaine and Mickey, 1045, the zone. Hour number two. You're halfway through the hump day show. The sun is shining. Titans won a game against Buffalo on Monday night. Kansas City rolling here on Sunday. Oof. Ball's got to go to Alabama this weekend.
1: Oh, and then there's
0: that. <laughs> uh, why, why is that so funny? I don't know, man.
1: All right, but what What's the spread there? Lucas, I'm sure it you will. Was- 25, last I saw, 25 yeah. and a
0: half. 25 is what I saw this morning. Yeah. Um, oh, they're, they're going to cover that. I'm just, got, that's my Alabama shot. Or Tennessee? Do they cover it if, if Hooker Tennessee. can't
1: play? Do they cover it with Milton? Yep. You know why I like this? Because if Milton quarterback, you don't know what you're going to get. He may complete one of those atomic bombs that he throws. <laughs> he may complete them and it could rattle Alabama. It could, like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, and then he gets some confidence, and next thing you know, they're going a little run, and make uh, they're going to cover. I don't know, they're going to say they're going to beat, them, but they're going to cover. And, and by the way, people have shown that you can run the football versus Bama. It's two games now. They got ran A and M and Florida ran the football on them well too. So, yeah, I'm I'm calling they cover.
0: Uh, Josh Heupel on the SEC teleconference earlier today on Hendon Hooker. He's still day-to-day at this point. He's getting some work. As we get to the Ooh. end of the week, we'll know if he will be available for this one. And here's the thing, though. You always remind me to look at stuff like this. But he have, said he did some work. He, I, I was shocked that that happened right no, there. No, the way he left the field, I was yeah, surprised.
1: I, I was nervous like this. This could be
0: season-ended. What is the temptation, though, Blaine? There's a bye week after Alabama.
1: Oh, is, he shouldn't play then. Really, he really should. I, you know, I hate it's a bye it. week after Alabama, yeah. and it's Alabama. You're twenty five point underdog. This dog. is your guy. Yeah, you don't do that. Okay, but I, you know, if he practices by the end of the week and he's full goal and you feel like he's the best chance to win, you know.
2: But right? if he's day to day on Wednesday, he can't be a hundred percent against Alabama, right? And that pass rush, Will Anderson, might be the best edge rusher in the league.
1: Well, it, you know, it's just like having a a swollen toe, there, Lucas. Wednesday you can't run, but Friday maybe you can. And I don't know the extent of his injury, that's why I just used the toe. But if he's he's actually doing more than I expected. I thought it was really serious. Oh, oh it it awful. because the, immediately when he got up, he could not put pressure. That means that's a serious injury. Uh, so, and then for him to say, I thought he was going to just say we're going to play it by ear and we're just day to day. He actually said that he did something, like he practiced to some extent. I don't know if it that has- was just jogging. And running straight. It could be anything. Taking snaps, throwing on the side. I don't know. Uh, he could be playing coy. But I would assume that he's not playing the next couple of weeks. And to be on the safe side, I, I would really be cautious. But, you know, then again, I'm that former player who would be cautious. I would have had Bud Dupree playing in the Titans. Getting against the Bills. <laughs> see? So, that's just me. That
0: dude, Hendon Hooker, that dude, on against Old Miss, he was 17 for 26, 233 in a touchdown passing. That rascal was twenty three for one hundred eight rushing and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Until until they had to carry his butt off the field. And Matt Corral was incredible in that game too. He ran for what one hundred ninety eight or something. Yeah, it was I crazy. mean, that was a fantastic football game. It really was. And, and and I hated that some knuckleheads throwing stuff became and and how bad the officiating was at time. Times. But that didn't give you a right to throw stuff. It does not. though I'm saying I hate that that became the focus after right. the game. It was a great game, oh, great so good and everything. No, it was so good. But uh, Hen and Hooker, man, what a revelation for this Vols football team. But so here it is: you got Alabama that Saturday night at six o'clock at Bama. Then you got a bye week. Then you got to go to Kentucky. Then you host Georgia, and then it's South Alabama and Vanderbilt both both go to Knoxville. I mean. We're getting closer and closer to the end of if, if the end of the season is coming up so fast here. But you've won four games. You've got two eminently winnable games at the end of the season in South Alabama and Vanderbilt. I'm just saying, right, they They're big. going to be big, big favorites in both of those games.
1: You come away with win uh maybe uh, Kentucky, maybe, maybe. So do you if, say if Hooker's healthy? Yeah, I, I would say. So, so
0: do you try your best to keep Hooker healthy for Kentucky? Do you, don't do, you want a healthy? That's hooker? me. That's
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Coaches are thinking. I want to win now. You ready? I know. Yeah, i re- You ready? Okay. And the player actually is going to hurt himself. He'll be like, "Yep, I'm ready." When he should be like, eh, "I don't know. I, I, I'm feel a little. Still feel a little stiff." <laughs> so sometimes that's why you have to, you know, uh, you know, keep players from themselves, really, and hurting themselves further. So yeah, I'd err on the car. So you got Milton. That's what it's. That's, you have two good quarterbacks. Uh, One's just a little bit more accurate than the other. Uh, a little more comfortable in the system. So, why not give uh, Milton a a shot and see what happens here versus Bama? Would you consider doing the thing? Let let's
0: just say on Friday they just they look at Hooker and Lucas and it's you too. Would you consider this? Let's just say on Friday they're like, "Okay, he can't go. It's just he's just not ready. Let's let him rest this week and next week and then we take a shot at Kentucky." Would you do something where you had a Wildcat package and Milton and uh, Bailey, where you had little something for everybody just to throw different looks? Or would you be like, Milton, you're about to go just play the whole game? Or would you try to mix it up some?
1: Well, f- based off what they've done so far, and I'm only basing off what people who who have played, the kids that have played, I- I'm thinking they're just going to go with Milton. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to prepare Bailey uh, to play if... Uh, Back up. Uh, you know, if something happens to Milton. I-, I-, I would go... I would err on the side of caution and just... Uh, you know, see what we got and move on and get a bye week and go with Hooker after that. Yeah, I wouldn't play him. I, I wouldn't do no special package for anybody. Just go with Milton, run my offense. Go with Bailey, run my offense. Maybe do you run it a little bit differently because of their skill sets? Yes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Well, with Milton, you're sure going to take some downfield shots because they sure did when he was the quarterback. And He can run, too. He's a yeah. mobile. And, and Bailey, for what it's worth, is mobile when he has to be. Yep. Now, is he a runner like the other two? No. But he has some mobility to him. But you're not, you know, calling run plays for him. (laughs) That's for sure. No. (laughs) I mean, you know, the other guys you may call actually run plays. He can run uh, enough. He's scrambled. He's shown enough. He actually can scramble Bailey better than I expected. So I I just want to see him get out there just to see what he actually can do in this system, like in a live game. I mean, like I want to see him. That's just me, though. Obviously, they see something that they don't like. Yeah. Because it's almost like they're not going to play him regardless.
0: What's he thrown? Six, seven passes that he threw in the uh, Tech game? game? Yeah.
1: And, I, like, I thought they waited too long to put him in there. They
0: waited forever to put that dude like, into that game. Dang,
1: man, they <laughs>
0: – <laughs> Did you this... MF
1: somebody or something? Like, right. what did
0: you do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, no, I agree.
1: Yeah, that, I was like, oh, man. And it just his body language. He knew that that was like, oh, man, this is what y'all really think of me. Yeah. And that's tough. That's, that's tough. Uh, I would have done it sooner.
0: And it got started games. And it's like, now nah, I don't play games. He was, he was three of seven. He threw seven passes for 16 yards. That's why he wound up throwing seven passes in that game. They won
1: 56 to nothing. And not to say they got it wrong with Bailey, but they got it wrong with Milton. Yeah, they the hooker did. Hooker was the better, better quarterback. And you could see it instantly. I said it. You said it. Coach, Coach Matthews said it. As soon as we saw him in a full game, you go. Two games in, you go. Oh, yeah, he's the yeah. he's the better guy <laughs> to run yeah. this system.
0: If that, do you think they beat Pittsburgh if he'd played quarterback?
1: You know, I I really don't. Like I know saying it's hard that, to but, say, but, but I, I would say yes. I, I would say yes. If they would have put uh, the support behind him and that you're our guy yeah, earlier, right? I think so.
0: Well, once the die was cast for Milton, though, once he—I mean, you said this the day he got there. Hey, that guy's the starter. Yep. He's not coming here unless he's—they—they they brought R. that guy. Here. They made up their decision. mind.
1: Yeah, Just, it was.
0: This guy's coming here yeah. to start. Doesn't matter what anybody else does from now on. Mm-hmm. And it took
1: him getting injured for for them to even see Hooker. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, to give him a fair shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Lesson learned, I think, from all coaches. <laughs> yes, and not—not and not to say that that happens all the time but sometimes the better talent isn't the better player uh you don't have to have the greatest talent you just have to have enough talent and then to be able to operate an offense like a good example is tom brady the best of all time his coach did the exact same thing his senior year and benched him for a guy what was his name? Uh Drew Henson. Drew Henson.
0: And you yeah. know this because you know somebody
1: who yeah, was on my the nephew, cousin was on the oh, well, nephew. My, my, cousin, right, yeah, my a, cousin was on the team. Right. Yeah. And I knew some other players. Yeah, he started at cornerback and yeah. coach, they used to Lloyd Carr was the head coach. they were like, what the heck is going on? And then he would come in the game and then drive him down to win the game. Well, they get it wrong all the time because they think this guy had the talent or they made some quote unquote put the fingers up quote promises that you'll be playing. But Tom Brady was the better player. Yeah, and we all know that he's not the most gifted runner. He's not the better athlete, but he's the better quarterback, and he's the best to ever play. He's forty-four
0: years old, and he's playing
1: better. Blame and they're just cutting him loose. He's I mean, playing he's with on, total freedom hey, now. I'm a, I'm gonna blow your mind right here with this. He's on pace to throw for I don't know how many yards forty-five hundred yards or whatever it is, the, the, breaking the records, right? Just like we talk about Henry too many carries. How come they don't say Tom Brady too many throws his arm's? His old him. arm? Yeah. <laughs> what nobody says that. No. Why did nobody yeah. say that? Because he's been prolific. Just yeah. like Henry's been prolific. Yep. You go, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna start the trade on the side's gonna wear down. I've said it. But nobody said Tom Brady's arm's gonna go just crap. He's throwing too crap. much. He's 44. <laughs> no way. No, actually, the opposite has happened, as some people have said. But I never said he lost his velocity. I said he has not. No, nope.
0: you were adamant about that last year when everybody was on that train. You said, "I'm watching the games. He hasn't lost anything."
1: No, he hadn't. Nope. I don't. I, you know, it was just a narrative people wanted to just keep saying because he was older. Right. They needed. The they Patriots, just needed. Something. And the Patriots yeah. let him go. Right. They know better than that. Well, maybe it was just like they're trying to beat the curve. You know, <laughs> we want to get we want to get rid of him before the, he starts going down. Right. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can talk about it. We, we, we got more NFL talk coming. Jordan DeJohnny said to join us next. We can ask him about this. He worried about Tom Brady's workload. Let's yeah. ask him that and about Gary it, it,
1: Kennedy. It's going to become a noodle.
0: <laughs> we'll ask him. Is, is noodle arm coming for Tom Brady. Next with Jordan Dijani from CBS Sports on Blaine and Mickey. It's Plyo. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, start us up. We never stop talking about sports. Blaine is dancing. If you're on Zone TV, you just got a bonus here. You just got dancing, Blaine Bishop. I have never in my time seen this. He is, he is, wow, wow. Uh, Jordan Johnny joins us now. Jordan, how the, are you dancing right now? How are you?
3: Start me up, Andy. I'm excited to be talking sports with you guys today on a fine Wednesday afternoon.
1: How are you guys? Hey, we're, we're doing awesome. I was dancing there just because I was so excited that you were coming on there, Jordan, because I did not realize <laughs> that <laughs> you in yep. our main man, Lucas Panzigas, are only like a year or so apart. I didn't know you guys were so close in age, man.
3: We are so close. Yeah, I keep my age off the airwaves, I guess, for good reason. But, yeah, me and yeah, Lucas me are close for sure. But both attended the University of Tennessee. He's a good guy. At the same time. So you guys had class together? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I'm not <laughs> I sure. not we ever had
2: a class together, Jordan.
3: Come on, it. We should have been we like the a, same major, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We had a group of mutual friends who we were, we were, like, best friends with. But Lucas and I weren't, like, best friends in college. But after the fact – We've definitely
1: become close. Oh, okay. Well, this is only appropriate for you and for this question, and that is what coach from Tennessee football program do you think, <laughs> not only you, but the fan base despise? And we know the laundry list of Dooley, Butch, uh, Pruitt, and naturally, Clifton.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, after what's come out this past week, I think the answer obviously has to be Jeremy Pruitt. Now, when it comes to my personal opinion, I don't have much hate in my heart for Butch Jones. Like, there are some good times in that relationship. There were definitely some bad times as well, no doubt about that. The breakup was obviously something that needed to happen. But if I had to pick, and I I was a little too young in my Tennessee fandom uh, to take in Dooley as well, so I don't know if I can provide an appropriate – answer for that but honestly, I probably have to go with Jeremy Pruitt Uh, I think the whole hire of him you know was obviously very dramatic and that coaching carousel is an adventure I'm sure none of us will ever forget Um, you know he didn't have experience as a college head as a college head coach just a high school head coach coming into this job obviously there were some serious questions and then how everything ended the lack of success that he was not able to bring to the field and now the entire things that are that is happening after his tenure with Tennessee. So I probably have to lean to Jeremy Pruitt.
1: Well, at least he's consistent. Uh, we're with uh, <laughs> Jordan Dijonni there with the NFL writer for CBS Sports. Oh, yeah, the, the, good,
0: the good kind of consistency. Um, just like you draw it up, Jordan, the uh, Titans lose to the New York Jets and then beat the Bills just like you would draw it up. And what's funny is I told Blaine, I get a text from a friend of mine, on Monday afternoon, I'm working on my notes, you know, and everything. And he says, You watch, they're going to beat this team after they lost to the Jets. He said, I know they are going to win tonight. And that's exactly what they did.
3: Yeah, that's incredible, man. I was covering that game from the press box, and I, you know, I've seen some good games, but I think this one definitely ranks up there in terms of finishes. I mean, a goal line stand. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, I think there's things to take away from both of these teams, the loss for the Bills and the win for the Titans. But the thing that it really came down to in my mind was the resiliency of the Titans' defense. And, you know, they're not one of the best statistical units in the NFL. I think we understand that. But when their backs were up against the wall, they were able to come through. I mean, the Bills went just two of five in the red zone. They left points on the field that they desperately needed, of course. Um, You know, that says something a lot about this Titans defense. I mean, when we talked to the players and head coach Mike Brayble after the game, I think all of them used the word resiliency, resilient. That's what they want this, you know, unit to be described as, next man up. It was just crazy seeing the amount of injuries that were happening during the game, especially in the secondary, which is a worry point already. And the Titans were able to overcome it all. They were able to get back on the same page offensively in the second half. Of course, we all know King Henry rolled as well. That's a huge win for the Titans, but they need to come back to earth very quickly because they got the Chiefs coming in on Sunday.
0: Do you think the Chiefs that played in the second half of the game against football team, uh, the football team from Washington, is that who the Chiefs are? Are they the Chiefs that come in three and three and beat up in some areas and still trying to figure out some things?
3: No, you know, I watched that full game, and I expected this to be a get-right spot for the Chiefs on both sides of the ball, and it was everything but. I know a double-digit win obviously looks good in the box score, but it didn't go that way. The Chiefs didn't get rolling until the second half against what we all thought was an inferior opponent, so it wasn't an incredible game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is now throwing a pick in five straight games that matches the longest streak of his career. He has eight this season. That's more than he had last year or the year before. Uh, the defense still has some, some worry points for sure. They're still among the worst in the NFL statistically. It wasn't the full win that I think Chiefs fans envisioned when they took the field in D.C., and I think that's you know something to talk about. So this Chiefs team is still needs to prove to the NFL and their fans that they are still a legitimate contender for a Lombardi trophy, and that can start on Sunday.
0: Let's, uh, let's hope not. Uh, Jordan DeJohnny joins us, CBS Sports, talking
1: NFL on Blade and making. Well, do you think the Titans game is a good right game for them? Because
3: possibly that could happen. Yeah, it's definitely something that is going to put some pep in your step. And it was definitely a come-together moment for this defense. And I think that's important because when we talked to Kevin Byard after the game, I mean – He kept talking about, you know, he took the field for that defensive stand, screaming that we needed to defend every blade of grass. And like I talked about, man, the the Titans' resiliency when it came to coming through with their backs up against the wall, that could be something that powers this defense moving forward. And, you know, I, I said that this team needs to come back to earth for Sunday. Well, at the same time, I think this defense needs to be more amped up than they ever have been this season to take on one of the most potent offensive attacks in the NFL. This secondary, even though they have their bumps and bruises, several guys on IR, they need to be able to step up some of their young guys, grow up quickly um, to defend this passing attack. And, you know, I think that's a position group that should remain high uh, after their huge win against the Bills. But, yeah, this was somewhat of a get-right spot for the Titans. You know, this was a franchise we envisioned coming into the regular season, saying that they should be one of the best teams in the AFC. Now, there's been a lot of ups and downs through said regular season, but, uh, defeat of the bills and now we have the chiefs coming into town yeah this could be a uh, get right month for the titans if you will
1: all right well that's all mumble jumbo until the game time so you give us your shot call your shot who's going to win the game titans (laughs) Chiefs? all
3: right i'm leaning towards the titans right now i'm going to take them with the points i might Mm. sprinkle a little bit on the money line but i really think that the titans as as you said you know they, they gained some momentum for themselves coming into this matchup and uh, watching the Chiefs last week, like I said, that wasn't the full performance that I think a lot of people wanted to see from them. Um, you know, the, one of the keys to the game, in my mind, I think it might come down to, is what I call receiving the gifts Mahomes offers. Because there's been some throws that Patrick Mahomes has made each game that need to be intercepted. And there's been some drop by defensive backs. There's been drops coming off of the hands of his wide receivers that were popped up in the air that aren't always caught by the defensive backs. I think the Titans secondary needs to be ready and able to jump on those opportunities because this game, in my mind, is going to be close. And it could come down to a pivotal turnover in the second half.
1: Mm, man, we're on with uh, Jordan Dijani, uh, NFL writer for CBS Sports. And I guess what game are you looking forward to this weekend? I know the Bengals play the Ravens, one of the ones I'm looking forward to. What about you?
3: Yeah, man, you know, I'm not going to lie. This is not an amazing NFL slate this week. You know, Chiefs-Titans is probably one of the games of the week for sure. But if I had to pick another one, um, I'm interested in the Saints and the Seahawks. You know, I'm kind of a Jameis Winston stand, so I'm interested to see what he can do on a primetime stage against a defense that is really lacking, especially in the secondary I feel like a lot of people are still down on the Saints because Winston hasn't necessarily been able to show that he's the gunslinger he was when he was drafted by the Bucs. But this is a great opportunity for him. Um, You know, if he has a big outing and the Saints can win by double digits, you know, he furthers his case to be the signal caller for years to come. Another interesting game is maybe the Raiders and the Eagles. Of course, the Raiders had a huge bounce back with the loss of John Gruden against the Denver Broncos incredible win I guess it took a coaching change for Kenyon Drake to become a part of the offensive game plan he had two touchdowns he looked great uh I don't know if that was an emotional victory or something that is a sign of things to come with this Raiders team where they use the debacle off-field noise to really come together so keep an eye on that matchup as well
1: well speaking of Philly do you think Jalen Hurts is becoming the scapegoat in Philly or or is it more to it than that
3: Uh, he, I mean, yeah, I think he is becoming a scapegoat, but I think more negative attention should be given to head coach Nick Sirianni. I mean, if you were giving me my rankings of coaches on the hot seat, I get that he's a first year guy, but I'd have to put him up there. I, you know, I don't like what I've seen from Philly's offense and he, he was someone supposed to come in and really get that thing on the right track and to show that he has a quarterback that can be a legitimate starting signal caller in this league. Uh, he's afraid to run the ball. I, I think that some players are getting more reps than others. Uh, he should be trying to center a game plan around Devontae Smith, their first-round pick, former Heisman Trophy winner. We haven't seen that just yet. Um, you know, I, I've been very disappointed with what I've seen out of Philly so far.
1: Well, anyone that stood out this past week, uh, you know, in the league uh, that you you're taking notice of them and said, "Hey, man, uh, these guys are legit," or their team is.
3: Yeah, I think the Baltimore Ravens win over the Chargers was an mm. exclamation point. I mean, coming off of a dramatic Monday night victory, a comeback victory, you know, I thought I identified this spot as maybe where the Ravens could falter, especially against the hot Chargers team. Coming off of an emotional victory of their own, no doubt. But, man, I mean, they took their veteran running backs and they ran all over the worst rush defense in the NFL. Devontae Freeman scored a touchdown. Latavius Murray scored a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell scored a touchdown. I'm telling you, my 2015 fantasy football team was looking really, really good on Sunday. So this Ravens team has – I think we talked about it in shows past. This team has really been able to overcome a large amount of adversity through the early goings of the regular season, and that's something we should take note of. Additionally, their defense is playing a lot better than people anticipated. The Baltimore Ravens are a legitimate team in the AFC, a candidate to hoist the Lombardi at the end of the year, and Lamar Jackson as well is a legitimate MVP candidate.
1: Well, speaking of the same conference, the Browns, are they falling apart, man? (laughs) Quarterback is out, running backs are out, receivers out. I mean, old linemen are out. Man, they look like they in trouble.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they literally are falling apart, and, you know, it's not all their fault. I think Baker Mayfield needs to be a little smarter in the pocket when he gets back to 100% health, when he's running around trying to make something happen. But, you know, they're on a short week. They're not going to have Baker Mayfield, and they're facing a Broncos team who has a banged-up signal caller of their own, but Teddy Bridgewater is expected to play. Now, even with all their injuries and bumps and bruises, I think the Browns could have a shot in this game in Cleveland. I know that Case Keenum is not necessarily your number one quarterback in fantasy, but he's somebody who can do enough with some of these pieces on offense to get the best of his Broncos team, which has their stock dropping very quickly. Uh, Keep an eye on Donovan Peoples-Jones. He had a breakout game. He's a physical specimen who I think should be a legitimate part of this offense moving forward. Um, I'm interested to see how they game plan for this uh, game against the Broncos. But, yeah, the Browns are definitely falling apart. But it's a long season, so we'll see how they rebound.
1: Mm. Well, I'm with uh, Jordan uh, Dejani, NFL writer for CBS Sports so Jordan Blaine brought up a a, he's our show director
0: of content I don't know if you're aware of that but he brought up a great question earlier we everybody is saying well Derek Henry's going to get worn out he just can't his workload's too great Blaine said there's a 44 year old quarterback in Tampa who's on pace to throw for almost 6,000 yards is there any worry that his arm's going to wear out because nobody seems to be talking about that
3: yeah what about that he's averaging 7.7 yards per attempt that's that's More than he's averaged over the past two years or three years, really. Maybe we should hold back Tom Brady a little bit for this Buccaneers offense, save him for the postseason game, (laughs) right? I mean, he's attempted 10,865 passes in his career in the regular season. So, yeah, you can tell the workload is definitely getting to him. No, but I mean, devil's advocate, you know, when it comes to a running back, obviously you're taking more hits, you know, than than a quarterback does. But at the same time, I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean, he's a physical specimen, right? That's a guy who doesn't get injured. He's only missed, what, like one game over the past three seasons? He's faster than everybody. He's bigger than everybody. I think that's why he should be, you know, we need to take a second and just sit back and accept that we're watching greatness. I'm going to tell my kids that I got to go watch Derrick Henry run on Sundays and talk to him in post-game press conferences. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. He's just a physical specimen. So maybe all the running back talk we talk about with other guys around the league doesn't necessarily relate to Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, that uh, sure seems to be the case. Hey, I may ask you uh, this uh, again, because I think we'll talk to you one more time before, but are you expecting anything major to happen with the trade deadline? Like for instance, the Titans could probably use some help at cornerback. I I don't know. Are you hearing anything trade deadline wise?
3: No, I haven't heard anything. And I think that we're going to see stuff, you know, the same stuff that we see every single year where there's a lot of noise coming into it. And then we're kind of let down by the lack of big trades that actually came to fruition. Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to Bill Barnwell at ESPN. He brought up something on his podcast recently saying that the Titans should give a first round pick to the dolphins for someone like a quarterback, Xavier Howard, because he talked about the window the Titans have right now for winning a Super Bowl and, You know, while we talk about a window for winning a Super Bowl, it's very subjective. You know, I kind of agreed with him. I thought that would be an interesting move. At the very least, if I was the Titans, I'd be poking around the market for a defensive back. Someone that sticks out in my mind might be Kyle Fuller with the Denver Broncos. He's had a very rough year so far, and the Broncos are pretty deep at cornerback. So maybe that's a veteran you can steal and try to implement your system with him in it. Maybe he can get a fresh change of scenery or something like that. Couple other candidates to maybe keep an eye on are Cleveland Farrell from the Raiders, Marlon Mack, the running back from the Colts. Of course, I think Brandon Cooks is someone you always should watch. He gets traded every every year. He's a good player. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a very good player. Absolutely, it's like a team acquires him and then they, they say, "Hey, he's really good. You want to trade for him?" And finally, I got to bring it up. Uh, another name to keep an eye on, and I have not heard anything about this, but I think it, we just have to bring it up is, of course, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. With the trade deadline looming, maybe something happens, maybe something doesn't, but just keep that in the back of your mind.
0: Jordan, Deshaunee, this weekly visit going on right now with us here on Blaine to make him, he's from CBS Sports.
1: Yeah, Jordan, I guess one more before we let you go, and that is, uh, you just said Lamar Jackson's up there. Who else is up for the MVP in your mind right now?
3: Yeah, I think the favorite probably has to go to Kyler Murray right now. I don't think I'll be placing money on him. I don't know if I'm biased against the Cardinals, but I think everyone's kind of waiting for, you know, a moment where they face adversity and, you know, maybe they fall off just a little bit from the perspective Super Bowl champions. We all analyze them to be. Um, Another player that I'd probably place money on right now is Lamar Jackson. I talked about that earlier during this interview. A couple others would be Matthew Stafford of the Rams. And then – why not take a little bit of a flyer and take some on Derrick Henry? Not a lot yes. of money, guys, though, because it's hard. It's Running backs, for whatever reason, can't win MVP. It's a quarterback-driven league. But I'll say this. When it comes to offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry's the favorite, but it's still plus money. Go ahead and take the money right there.
1: Mm, there you heard it. Jordan Dejani, NFL writer for CBS Sportsman. Appreciate it, Jordan. Yes,
0: sir. Thanks, Jordan. Always good talking to you, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week, same time. Awesome. Thank you so much,
3: guys. Have a great show.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Jordan DeJani, our buddy from CBS Sports. All right, we got a poll question out there on Blaine and Mickey. At Blaine and Mickey, several people have responded to this. Which former UT coach do you despise the most? This came about today because Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer uh, sent a letter to the University of Tennessee, in effect, saying we are going to release a whole bunch of bad stuff. And he named a bunch of people in the letter, Rick Barnes and Phil Fulmer and Dondi, Plowman, and all kinds of people in an effort to gain a settlement from the University of Tennessee. So the question was, well, hate's a strong word. We don't want you to hate anybody, but which former UT coach you despise the most? Kiffin, Dooley, or it would be in order, Dooley, Kiffin, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt. We'll give you an update on the poll if you want to join that discussion. 615 737 It's coming up next, Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Wednesday to you, 3HL, coming up next. There are two rivers, Ford, is that right? Be surrounded field. by beautiful Fords today. Nice. I like the Bronco. I'm not, not going <laughs> to lie.
1: Bronco is pretty sweet.
0: You know me. I'm I'm kind of a truck guy. I, I might have to become Ooh, an SUV guy, though. going to have to let you uh,
1: hold one for a week or so, man. You know. So drive around, styling and profiling.
0: But if I had one of those, I think I'd have to drive it through the mud. So I might have to come over and like get your garden hose and spray your yard down and then drive through the middle of it. Your, uh, mama would not like that, though, I'm sure. I would be in a heap of trouble. Uh, our insurance is not our insurance. Our internet is not cooperating. I could get nothing to open on my phone right now, but we do have a poll up on Blaine and Mickey. Which former Vols football coach do you despise the most? I can get the poll up, but there are a bunch of answers from you people, but none of them will open on my phone right now none of them so
1: that means you're supposed to be looking them up lucas right or am i <laughs> uh, just
0: somebody see if you can get the answers here oh, uh, i'm oh, just yeah. watching the rabbit wheel spin well,
1: we just let lucas you know just tell us the, qu- you
3: know what i know he does
0: up. all these polls at the yeah. end of bug show every day i feel like we He's should great <laughs> i feel I'm, like I'm we're not using in <laughs> you in your 100
2: percent capacity here <laughs> might be my best quality yeah
3: No, uh,
0: no you're uh, great hey man you do a whole lot great, of stuff lot of don't don't get it twisted um which former Vols football coach you despise the most? Kiffin, Dooley, Jones, Pruitt. Here we go. Well, actually, Lucas, you're better at this. You you roll the, Here we go. Hit it.
2: Yeah. Thirty nine percent say Pruitt. That's the majority. Twenty three percent Kiffin. Twenty two percent Butch. Sixteen percent Dooley. Andrew Bennett says, Why did you not put all of the above on this poll? That's because that's not an option. You can only put four. Oh. Uh, but I'm the Dooley thing. Most fans don't hate Dooley, right? Like it's not his fault. You know what I mean? He wasn't ready, and he's honestly a funny guy. He was a likable guy at the podium. <laughs> he, he was more likable than any of the other ones at the podium yeah. at Tennessee. Uh I mean he had more quips in his three years there than anybody did. That still gets played back. The Rommel thing, the shower discipline. It's a long list. But
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about the towel.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised Butch Jones comes in third, though. I, I thought he'd come in first or second.
0: Yeah, that's 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 legit surprising. Uh couple of responses just to Blaine and Mickey. By the way, follow us on Twitter, at Blaine and A-N-D, Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Uh, Casey just responded to the tweet and said, I hate Dooley the least. The other three can kick rocks, for lack of a better term. Kick rocks is a funny term. The other three can kick rocks, for lack of a better term, and I don't want to get temporarily banned again. Was he banned from something? I don't know. He, he, he doesn't want to get banned, he said. Well, we, we're not, we haven't banned was anybody. was that again? Casey, he said the other three can kick rocks. Oh, maybe he said a dirty word and got banned from Twitter. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Anthony says, I don't hate any of them, but Kiffin has the least character of any of them. His antics Saturday was that of a child, he said, matching some of the fans that threw the things on the field. It has to be him for me. So Anthony is all out on
1: Kiffin. And Kiffin if is if not don't want him back, huh? He doesn't want him back. Everybody says hate on there, but we said despise. We use their response <laughs> is hate, but <laughs> we it,
0: said despise. And we were like, let's don't use hate because it's sports. We don't hate anybody you in sports. You. You so hate. Blaine goes down the hall and's like trying to get words. Like, what's a word for hate that's not hate? So Will Bowling came up with despise. despise right? Three H L for life. Here? He he quote tweeted that it and has Kiffin. Number one, and then he has all these dots in between. The number two Pruitt, number
2: three Dooley, number four Butch. I think he, this weekend revived the Kiffin hate for a lot of people. Maybe with the
1: but they hate, the, but the they tension. love him though because he left them at the altar. Like they they will really want him to be their coach, right? right. It's oh like gosh, the, yes. the ex
2: girlfriend that you were just so in love with, and she just up and left you in the middle of the night, and yeah, emotionally damaged Mickey. you for but, ten but years. But, but, you had, but you would take her heartbeat. back in a heartbeat. Instant, yeah. she's so, she's even prettier than she was ten years ago. She's better looking. And John
0: Brown. a little more
1: was, mature. Oh, sure.
0: Uh, well, she got, she got see, a better that's job it, That's now. Where you
1: guys go wrong. I wanted the smarter one. <laughs> well, you you got
0: both. You you did all right for yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like that was true. Uh, <laughs> the smarter. Miss <one>. yeah, <laughs> Bishop has
2: more degrees than I have fingers. Okay? <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: she only go, she don't go to cheap schools.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but the best from oh, Miss Bishop. I Stella. know. I hey, know. Man, <laughs> no, I
0: ain't going to junior college. I'm going. You know, I'm a Vandy. Belmont, she doesn't yeah, do anything yeah, halfway with school.
1: You <laughs> try to hit them all here. <laughs> now,
0: uh, Tony responded to Blade and Mickey. He said it has to be Pruitt because he's trying to burn the whole thing down now. He is trying to burn the whole yeah, thing Barnes in this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Rick Barnes. Well he's trying to call out their guys to force their hand. He said, Do you want me to put these people on the stand? You don't want to put anybody on no the stand. stand. Nobody wants to go to stand. Booster, nobody. And there's
2: nobody. no denial, right, from his attorney. There was no, my client is innocent. It's yes. more of, if, <laughs> right. I, if we're
1: going down, yeah. you're all coming down. You're coming with us, with us. yeah. Zero mention yeah, of yeah, innocence. Yeah, yeah. Not, we didn't do this. It's like, well, right. you should what everybody know else. Did it. Did it. I, I, I I'm lighting we're this bad. fire, and we all, gonna we're all going to get torched here. Going
0: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Butch Jones, I, I checked it again. Butch is currently in second place now. Oh, my, he's moved up. is running away. Butch is one point ahead of Kiffin Saturday night did revive some Kiffin hate, but we had John Bryce on earlier and I'll paraphrase. He essentially said he had talked to a bunch of UT connections Saturday, like around game time. And you know, before and after the game. And remember he said a bunch of them said they'd still take him, take him back. Yeah. Kiffin.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his name is getting mentioned. I'm sure for the LSU has to be. And for him, that's a real decision. Cause you can win
0: a national championship at LSU, it, it just happened like two years ago. It
1: just happened,
0: so you like know this, you can absolutely you, you win can't one. Win
1: there. the national championship at Ole Miss.
0: I love. Hey, <laughs> I, I love it down Why there, there it man. Like a, I, I love it down there, the there. And, SEC? I, and I, I know, but you, I love it down there, and it's a beautiful place, and the Grove is magical, and it is, a, oh. it is an amazing place.
3: Yeah.
0: But no, you oh. win one at LSU though. Ed O did it. And it's just burned it down since then with Cajun mm-hmm. flavoring. Okay. He was feeling good
1: for just a split second. Yeah,
0: he's going to have like 17 million reasons to feel okay
1: when he's going to. Feel better.
0: <laughs> all right, we got to go. So 3HL coming up next. They are at Two Rivers 4. Two Rivers 4 doing a great thing. Uh, breast cancer awareness. Real men wear pink. I believe that's the name of that. They'll be talking about that and more today. You don't want to miss it because they're
1: going to get you all the way home. And happy Wednesday. And as always from the Blaine and Mickey show. You know it.
3: Peace.